How's everybody doing? I hear, I hear a little bit of noise, so it means y'all doing good. Okay, I am Pastor Derek Stevens. I am the senior pastor of Amen Always Church, and I'm so glad to have you here. We, we're in a teaching series, Family Matters, and my topic today is family relationships, and we can all relate to uh, family relationships and how, how you have some relationship with family members that are good, some are bad, some you just don't want to mess with, you just want to leave alone, that type of thing. Um, you have those certain ones that's always, you know, can you, can you give me something? Every time you see that person, you're like, oh, Lord, what do they want now? They always want some money. Uh, and if you ask them to do some, if, they ask, if you ask them for some help, they say, well, you know, uh, I'm kind of busy right now. I don't have anything to do. So, but we're going to get into the family relationships. It's, um, I can tell you some things that I, that I personally, me and my wife, we experienced with different family members. Some of them, um, I don't know what it is. You know, you try and talk to them. You try to minister to them. And they just don't want to do what's right. So let's go before God in prayer. Father, as we come before you in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord God, that I decrease and I ain't so that you can increase in our lives. I thank you, Lord God, for this teaching series, Family Matters. And we all know, Father, that family is very important, Father. It doesn't matter what happens, but we're always going to stand strong with a family member, Father. We do thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so... Family. Family is important. We all know that. Um, you have family members, like I said before, that you don't want to be bothered with. And I'm going to be truthful with you. There are some family members that I personally don't want to be bothered with at all because they have nothing to say. They always want you to do something for them, but then when you ask them for when you ask them for help, where are they? You can't find them. They're, phew, they're gone. Well, you didn't tell me. I'm like, well, I mean, I mean, I help you all the time. So when I need help, I mean, you should be the person I call on for help. But you can't call on that person for help, that family member for help, because they always have an excuse to why they can't help you. But the second they get in trouble, or the second they need some money or they need some help, who they call? They call you. And they, you go over there and you, you help them out out of kindness of your own heart. You help them out. And then when you need help, they're nowhere to be found. You call them, you text them. You can't get a hold of them nowhere. So family, this is what family means. Family means a basic social unit consisting of parents and their children, considering as a group whether dwelling together or not. So a family could be two people. It could be a husband and a wife, or it could be a husband and the child, or the mother and the child. And, you know, and um, what I don't like to see is when a family breaks up, so now the kids are in the middle of the husband and wife dispute. Who's going to get who's going to get custody of the kids? And, and then 
sometimes, okay, well, if I'm getting custody, I want child support and I want alimony. I say, well, okay, well, um, hmm, you make more than I make, so I don't see how that's going to work. But it's also up to the judge whether he's going to grant the alimony and child support. I've talked to guys, I work with guys that was in that dispute, and I'm like, wow. I'd be scratching my head. I'm like, okay. It was one guy, he, he begged his wife not to leave, but she left. She left, so he ended up paying child support all over again. So, you know, and Genesis chapter 12, verse number one. Now the Lord said to Abram, get out of your country from your father's house to a land that will show you, verse number two, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make you your name great, and you shall be a blessing, and I will curse him who curses you, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. You want, you want your families to be blessed. I don't want to see any of my family members struggle, trying to make ends meet, going from one job to the next or working three jobs just to make it. That's not the way God want us to live. He want us to have that one job that's going to provide for the whole family. And, it's, and I can tell you, there's what times I worked. I worked two jobs. Sometimes, sometimes if you... Um, in a financial situation, so then the husband will take on a second job. Okay, listen, all right, listen, baby, this is what we're going. This is this is the plan. This is this is what God told me. He told me to go apply for this job. I already got this part-time job. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to take the money from the second job and we're going to pay off this, this, and this. And once we pay these bills off, I'm quitting that second job. So I don't ever, I don't like to see family members struggle. Uh, it just it just hurts me. It hurts me to even hear it, or to when I talk to my mom and dad, they tell me what was going on with the family, and I like I don't like to see them struggle like that. You know, I have a cousin. He works. I don't know if he still does it, but he works seven days a week. So in my mind, I'll say, okay, so when do you have time to spend with the family? When do you have time to rest? Because you're working seven jobs. I mean, I mean, you said we're working seven weeks. But there are some people that work in seven jobs trying to keep with the Joneses, but that's a different story. That's a different, that's a different story. Why is family relationship important? This is why. This may also lead to diverse relationships and support needs. Make time for family members communicating and supporting each other are important ways to strengthen families and build positive relationships. You want to have a positive relationship with your family members. I have a good relationship with my mom and my dad, my uh, brothers, brothers, and I got one older sister. Um, that's down in South Florida. Um, I have some family members in Georgia on my dad's side of the family, which I have a very good relationship with. Uh, you always want to have a strong relationship and a positive relationship with family members. Now, the ones that are not positive, those are the ones like, okay, um, I'll talk to you later. 
I'll tell you because you have nothing positive to say. You always trying to bring down family members. You're trying to bring down pastors and people that you on your job. So anyone that's not positive, um, I just kind of, I know I'll, I'll call them and say, hey, how you doing? But I, I keep my conversation short because I know how they are. And you have family members the same way. They're not positive. They're always negative, And you don't want to have negativity in your life. You always want to have someone, at least a family member, that's always that's going to strengthen you in a time of need, that's going to be there for you. And having a positive attitude with a family member with a family member is good. First uh, Samuel 18:22. And Saul commanded his servants, communi- communicate with David secretly and saying, "Look, the king has delighted in you, and, uh, and all his servants love you. Now therefore become the king's son-in-law. So you're going to have you're going to have family members that generally love you. You're going to have someone, you're going to have some that are jealous of you because of what God is doing in your life and how fast God is moving in your life. And you're trying to, they're trying to figure out why isn't God moving in my life? They're trying to figure out why God has blessed you and not them. And if you tell them, say, well, first of all, I'm, I'm saved and I do what God has called me to do. That's why I'm blessed. You know, when God says give and I give and that's way of God saying, listen, I'm not trying to get money from you. I'm trying to get money to you. You know, and you're going to have family members that's going to keep trying to get in your pockets. And you got to be careful because they will try and get you to do things for them. And pay things. They want you to pay for certain things for them. You know, they do it on the slide. You know, uh, I'm a little short. Um, you got $5, you know, I want to go get me something to eat. You know, okay, all right, fine. Okay, go get yourself something to eat. But is it every time you see them, they want money. So it's like those are the ones I just kind of just keep that distant relationship with because that's how they are. You know how they are. You've seen that movie, Johnson Family, Family Vacation. You've seen that. Kinfolk, kinfolk, kinfolk. Let me hold something. Everybody's, well, as soon as you say kinfolk, everybody get up and leave. Because they know he wants something. So they just leave. They just leave. Um, what makes a healthy family relationship? People are able to trust and rely on each other for support, love, affection, and warmth. Families often share common goals and try to work together to reach their goals. Family members check in and in with each other, especially when making important decisions. Now, me and my wife is from South Florida. Let me give you a perfect example. Um, I think they're either the Spanish folks or the Mexican folks. It could be a two-bedroom or a three-bedroom duplex. It could be three adults and nine kids, and all of them stay in that one duplex. This is how they work. This is, this, is, this is why their relationship is so healthy with them. I don't know what's going on with us, but with them, 
this is what they do. So they all chip in, they contribute towards the rent, all the bills. So if one person credit is really, really good, and when they get a house, guess what? Everybody in that duplex move out and move into the house. They say, okay, listen, so when we, if I come up, you come up. We're not gonna stay in this duplex forever. They may be in that duplex for a year or maybe two years, but eventually one of them gets a house and all of them move out and they move into that three or four bedroom house to where everybody can go and do what they need to do. Now that's a strong, that's what makes a, a healthy uh, family relationship. And also communicating and prayer is having a strong family relationship. You always gonna have someone in the family that's always gonna pray for the family. And me and my wife, we do this on a daily basis. We pray for all our family members on her, her, on her family and my family. We pray for all our family members because you don't know what they're going through, you don't know what they're dealing with, and you don't know what they're struggling with. So by having someone in the family that's gonna continue to pray for them, and God will see them through. And they'll be like, wow, I, I, I don't know what happened. I say, yes, because we've been praying for you. We've been, we've, been, we've been believing God the very best for your life. And First Chronicles 29, verse number three, Moreover, because I have set my affections on those on the house of my God. I have given to the house of my God over and above all that I have prepared for the holy house. My only special treasure of gold and silver. And 1 John 4, 7 says, Beloved, let us love one another. For God is love, for God is of love, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Truth be told, some family members, yes, it's hard to love them. Uh, it's hard to be around them. And some cases you like, you're like, oh. Lord, you know, the family, you're, you know, when you have a family get together, you're like, man, I hope I don't see so-and-so because I'll be ready to knock that person off their feet because they owe me $100 and I want my money. But as Christians, we are to love everybody. You're not going to like everybody you come in contact with because I'm being as pastors, I'm going to tell you, no, I don't like everybody I come in contact with. I don't. And there's and my wife will tell you, because, you know, there are some pastors that we, we come in contact with. We just, we love them. We love them. We just don't like them. Same with family members. Same with church members. That's, that's, a, that's a relationship. You're going to build a relationship with church members. And some of them, they're just going to kind of like rub you the wrong way. You're like, okay, uh, okay, now. I see what type of person he is. He's one of those players. He wanted to see how many women he can date in the church. So, you know, if that gets, if you find out that who that person is, let me know. Let me know. 
because that person probably won't be around, amen, always church too long. And, you know, some people you just come in contact with, like even, like, like I said, church members, you know, females, you know, you, you talking to some female, and you're like, ah. See, that's why your spirit of discernment has to be, you know, working. It has to be on because you need to discern certain things in the spirit. You could talk, I could talk to somebody for like three minutes and God would tell me everything I need to know in three minutes or less. I said, yeah, this person is like this. I said, okay, thank you. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Yeah, uh-huh. Oh, go. God bless you. God bless you. Because I know what type of person. I'll, I'll let my staff know. I'll let the leaders know. Say, listen, this person here, here's a picture. Or this is the person here. Or this is female. God already revealed to me what this person's like. So just be on the lookout. Because this person is trying to see how many people they can date or whatever the case may be. Or how many people they can get money from in the church, and it does happen in the church. What makes a strong family? Families appear in different ways, shapes, and forms. Families can include single parents, two parents' families, grandparents, raising grandchildren, foster parents, and others. So that's a strong family. It doesn't matter if you adopt a child or you foster a child. Now, foster, you have to be careful because you can get really attached to the child. And when the social worker comes and say, okay, we found a home for this child. So now your heart is probably like broken because you develop a relationship with that child. So now that child has to go to another home and to develop a relationship with those parents that's either fostering or adopting. So... That's, um, that's very important. They come in all, they come in different shapes and forms. We all know that. They come in different shapes and forms. And you got some family members that are big, tall, short, whatever the case may be. Uh, you got some that just like to stay in the gym and work out. Okay, which is fine. That's, that's not a problem. That's not a problem. That's, that's actually good because they are trying to stay healthy. So... Uh, Ephesians 6, verse number 10. Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So what makes us strong? You got to be strong. You got to be strong, especially, especially, I don't like to say this, but especially when a family member passes on. Somebody got to be strong in the family. Whether it's you, is your brother or your sister, somebody has to be strong in a family at that time. You know, I, I there were situations where I like, you know, um, I had to be strong for the family at some point because if a loved one passes, you know, somebody got to be strong. You know, everybody boohoo, you know, everybody, you know, mourning and they're crying. So, you know, I want to cry, but I like, you know, I got to be strong for the family. Even, even um, you get a call and say that one of your family members are in a hospital. And I'm going to say this, what makes a strong, what, something else uh, about a strong family. Okay, you see the person in the hospital, the first thing you need, to, the first thing is not to panic, not to freak out, but to pray. That's the first thing you do. You need to pray. You need to find another family member 
that's saved, say, listen, we're we, we going to pray. Let's go believe God. We gonna, I know what the doctor said, but I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. So let's go pray. Let's go pray. If you have a family member that you have not seen in a year or two, and you know that that family member is dealing with some health challenges, um, you need to go and visit that family member. Or see if that family member close, you need to visit that family member, and I'm going to tell you why. It was about two, I think about two years ago, all going on two years. Me and my wife was planning to see my grandmother in Georgia. She was only, she was only two hours away. And at the time, she was dealing with some health challenges, and she was 95 years old when we passed. The very same month that we were planning to go and spend some time with her, I got a text from my dad saying, your grandmother has passed away. So I missed my opportunity to see my grandmother before she left this earth. And I'm telling you the same thing. You need to go and visit some family members that you haven't seen or talked to or, or call them or text them or email them just to see how they're doing. If you have, uh, if you have an iPhone or whatever, whatever the case may be, Android, if you can FaceTime the person, you need to listen. Hey, hey I'm just checking on you to see how you're doing. You know, if God put something, if God put a family member on your heart in the middle of the night, don't ignore it. That's your opportunity to get up and pray for that family member because you don't know what is going on. You can get a call and say, um, so-and-so was an accident. Oh, so that's why, God, that's why God alerted me to pray for this person. Either they was in an accident or they was almost in an accident. So by you getting up and praying for that family member, you're preventing something bad happening to that family member. And that's part of being a strong, you know, having a, uh, a strong family. And Psalms 24, verse number 8. Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Remember, you cannot fight these battles on your own. Remember the psalm, Yolanda Adams, the battle is not yours, it's the Lord's. Let the Lord fight your battles. God is going to restore some relationships with your family members that was, you thought was destroyed. But God is going to restore those relationships. Family is very important. It doesn't matter what happens or no matter what you go through. God is going to restore the relationships with your family members. That's why we all must, we, we have to constantly pray for our family members. Because some I haven't seen in, some of my family members I haven't seen in a couple of years now. So... When we do go back to make that trip back to South Florida, I will make my make an effort to, to call them and see what they're doing and see where they're at. And if we have to go out to lunch or something, that's fine. But prayer, 
you know, we, we have to continually always pray for our family members as well as ourselves. So when you're praying, just pray for your family members because you don't know what they're dealing with. You don't know what they're struggling with. And by you talking to, by you communicating with them, you talking to them, and it could have been where, it could have been a situation where, you know, they was trying to get in contact with you, but they didn't have your contact, didn't have your phone number, didn't have your email address. But so now you finally got in, you got in contact with that family member, and it was like, oh, I'm so, I'm so happy, and I'm so glad that I, we reconnected. You know, our, our relationship is being restored. So that's something God wants to do in family. He wants to restore the relationships that you thought was destroyed. You thought that was destroyed. You thought that, okay, it's gone. I don't know how can this, I don't know how can it be restored. But God is a restorer. He can restore relationships. I've seen them do it. Even with me and my wife, we've <laughs> seen them do it. You know, they may get mad because you can't help them out. They may get mad because you can't give them any more. You cut them off, basically. You say, well, okay, well, I can't give you no more money right now. And they may get mad at you, and they may not call you or text you, or they may block you on social media and say, well, okay, well, you're not hurting me. You're hurting yourself. You're not hurting me. I'm not going to be moved by that. So, okay, so-and-so block. Okay, cool. All right. I'm going on. They're, eventually, when they need something or want something, they'll give you a call. They will give you a call. And relationships, they do matter. With family, church, friends, social workers, you know, uh, co-workers, you know, you always, it doesn't, you, you, when you, you always going to build a relationship with somebody. You always going to build a, a relationship with somebody, with, with uh, church members and so forth, because they want to see how reliable and how dependable you are. And that's just um, one thing that that's really important. And with me and my wife, you know, we, we are, God is connecting us with different pastors in Jacksonville. So now we are building a relationship with different pastors because we're a new church here in Jacksonville on the north side. So we are building relationships with different pastors, which is good. I don't want someone that's going to put us down. Or always dogging us. I'll say, okay, yeah, okay, you, oh, yeah, okay, good. All right, then I'm going to have to part ways with you because you, you're too negative. You're always talking bad about pastors and you're talking bad about us. So for now, we've got to part ways. And it may be hard. It may be hard because some, some people, some coworkers, you just need to part ways with. You still have to work with them, which is kind of hard. I had to work with a guy. It was, I mean, it's just, just negative all the time. I'm like, oh, Lord, why do I have to work with this guy? And it, 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 it got to the point to where it was a headache. It was a headache. I mean, when he went on vacation, the whole crew, we shouted. We like, oh, yes, he's on vacation. Yes! 
we shouted. We like, oh, thank you. I was like, oh, good. Now we can, now we can actually have some peace in the truck. <laughs> we can have, you know, we can go do our work and 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 be at peace. And when he comes back from vacation, we like, oh no, he's gonna be. And Friday come, like, he's gonna be back on Monday, and we already know he's gonna talk about his vacation for the next three weeks. He's gonna talk about the fights that he, the arguments that he had with his wife. I'm like, I don't want to hear this. So. That's something I had to deal with working, working in parks and rec, you know, and that's 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 a whole different story there. So, did you get anything from the word today? Now, how many? Truth be told, how many of your family members you thought that the relationship that you had with them is was was completely destroyed? But by you praying and believing God that the relationship was restored and it was restored. You still, you still praying about it, huh? I, that's something I hate. I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to say I hate, I don't like. I don't like it when um, the relationship with parents and their kids are not, are not there. I like it to be there. In other words, they should be able to come to you and talk to you about anything. You know, if, if especially the young kids, the young kids, if, if they got judo or karate, and they, mom, they get the, you pick them up from karate and stuff like that. Mom, um, the 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 instructor, no, he he touched me in a certain place that I didn't feel comfortable. Where did he touch you? Uh, he touched me in my, you know, he touched me there. So, you know, I don't like to see parents and their kids' relationship messed up. That's that's like a, I like it for it to be tight. You know, and I know some things that you're praying on uh, with one of your family members, but God is going to restore that. It's going to take time. It's going to take time for that family member to, to actually come around and apologize to you and, and forgive you. You know, now, the big now, one, I know, but, but it's, it's, it's to a situation where for God to really, for God to completely restore that relationship, the one thing they have to do, they have to forgive you. Forgiveness have to take place, even if you didn't do anything wrong. If, even if you didn't do anything wrong, they still have they they still have to ask for forgiveness, because they will they won't have any peace until they do. They won't have any peace. That means they're going to be tossing and turning all night. They won't be able to get a good sleep because God is convicting them. Say, you need to go and ask for forgiveness. As God leads us, we're going to, that's something that we're going to be teaching on forgiveness as well. So I got a, God already gave me a, um, a good teaching series for next month. 
So yes, they have to, they, they gotta be in a position to where they can ask for forgiveness. And they, yes, they need to apologize and they need to ask for forgiveness. You know, even with uh, me and my wife, we endured something, but the person would not apologize. The person would not ask for forgiveness. And this person was, and this person is a church member. Yes, that's, that's one thing I would never do is disrespect my parents or my mother-in-law or anybody in authority. Right, right, because everything is going to fall in place like it's supposed to because God is, you know, by, by you praying about it, God is also working on that family member at the same time, whether they know it, whether it's a male or female, whether they know it or not, God is working it out in your favor. So it's all things work together for the good. It's going to work out in your favor, no matter what. It's going to work out in your favor. And I am done. I'm done. So anyone here who doesn't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. You want a better life. You're tired of living the life that you're living. And you want to give your life to Christ. Second, if you want the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, because we are a church, we do speak in tongues. Okay. And thirdly, third, if you're looking for a church home and you really think that Amen Always Church is where you want to make your home church and serve in the church, in Amen Always Church, you can come on down to the front row. If you want prayer for something that you're, you want prayer, come on down to the front row.